Hi, I'm Jacqueline. And I'm Courtney. And this is Caffeinated Crimes. Welcome to our very first episode of our True Crime Podcast. Yeah. We are so excited to finally be doing this. Um, just been talking about it for a couple years now. Yeah, we keep talking about it and we never did it and we finally committed. And now you're listening to our little baby crying in your ears. <laughs> our little podcast murder baby. A little podcast murder baby. That was a better name than caffeinated crimes. What are we doing? <laughs> podcast murder baby. Okay, redo. We'll just start this whole thing over. Start over. <laughs> hit stop. Hit delete. Back to the beginning. <laughs> so um, we are best friends. We have been best friends for 10-ish years. 10 years. Yeah, it's been a long time. A whole, whole decade. Our friendship is a little snotty fifth grader yeah giving you the flu and the coronavirus hopefully that ages well <laughs> hopefully that's not <laughs> hopefully i mean not hopefully it becomes a big thing and people remember it but all right well this is off to a great start <laughs> okay so are we ready to yeah i think we're ready to just dive into it um so jacqueline what are we doing today which everyone probably knows from the title Courtney, according to our title today, we are covering Ed Gein. So our most of our information today came from a book by Paul Martin called Villains, Scoundrels, and Rogues, Incredible True Tales of Mischief and Mayhem, which is quite a title of a book. Quite a title. It's quite um, a book. Sounds like it. And we also got some information from allthatsinteresting.com and also the History Channel's website. So that's where... All of our research for today's episode comes from, so we're just going to dive on in here. Um, so Edward Theodore Gein was born in 1906 in La Crosse, Wisconsin, and he was the second son of George and Augusta Gein. Um, he had an older brother named Henry. So George and Augusta didn't really like each other very much. Yeah, they hated each other. Yeah, not... not uh, they weren't the whole, you know, best friends get married kind of thing, um, but they had strong Lutheran beliefs, which prevented them from getting divorced, so they stayed together. Apparently, George had a bit of an alcohol problem, and Augusta just constantly berated him for being just, in general, an inept man. So she's just not, not very nice to him, it sounds like. You can't, you can't take care of the family. You can't teach their sons to be sons. You can't do anything, which... Yep. I mean, if you tell an alcoholic that, then they're not going to try to do anything. Yeah, and he's probably just going to drink more alcohol. So clearly we're off to a great start here for Ed and Henry. Yeah, he had a great childhood. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Let's get into that childhood some more. So Augusta was constantly teaching her children all about the evils of the world. And according to this book from Paul Martin, she, quote, bombarded them with Old Testament stories of sin and damnation, urging them to be aware of scheming female temptresses, end quote. Yeah, Paul Martin did not think highly of Augusta. I, he, yes. was also, he was also just saying that she clearly had no love for any members of the human race, which that's a pretty, pretty strong accusation against somebody that they just don't care at all about anybody that is quite a statement to make um but it sounds like maybe augusta wasn't a the best person she didn't seem too great yeah but she did open a grocery store in lacrosse after ed was born to try to make ends meet because you know her alcoholic husband wasn't doing anything for them um which also good for her and like 
what is it, like 1906, yeah. opening your own grocery store? Like, it's pretty forward. You go, Augusta, feminist grocery store. I like it. But things don't really get better from here. Yeah, that's the only good thing we're probably going to say about her. Pretty much. <laughs> um, which, I mean, I didn't know this lady. Maybe she was a nice lady, you know? Maybe just, who knows? All, all we all have to go off of is Ed here. I'll let you decide, listener, what you think of her. Yes. Listener. You know, make your own opinion. Singular. Not plural. Just one. We're not there <laughs> probably yet. Probably just going to be one. <laughs> um, so... After opening this grocery store, they decided that they were instead going to move to rural Plainfield um, in 1914. So Ed's... Uh, yeah, he's about... Eight-ish. Yeah. Eight? Yeah. yeah. So Ed is eight. Um, but they... Basically, they wanted to isolate their sons from the temptations of city life. Because, you know, uh, whew, La Crosse, Wisconsin, in 1914, there are things happening, apparently. It's just going crazy. Yeah. It's... They say it's the New York of the Midwest. <laughs> they don't say that. I made that Courtney up. Courtney says that. I, Courtney, Courtney says that. <laughs> so, so Ed and his older brother Henry were essentially prisoners on this farm. Um, so they were forced to do hard physical labor. They suffered verbal abuse. They never even left the farm except to go to school. Um, so people who knew Ed reported that he was kind of an odd kid, didn't really have any friends, was bullied a lot. Um, his teacher was kind of creeped out by him. Apparently he tended to laugh at inappropriate moments, but I mean, same. So, but I mean, I do that too. That's like my coping mechanism. Like when I'm mad or I'm about to cry and I just start laughing, <laughs> Kevin and I'll be in a fight and I'm just like, <laughs> it's not funny. Don't let my face fool you. <laughs> this isn't funny. I'm not happy right now i'm very bad i'm just going to laugh about it though take me seriously but i don't mean to laugh it just comes so we feel you on that one ed okay we're not judging you there but when it gets a little weird is that ed's entire life revolves around pleasing his mom even though she's just constantly criticizing him so i mean obviously we all want to please our parents but he just kind of took it a bit extreme he just was very very close to his mother and Ed and Henry lived with their parents well into adulthood, which was a bit unusual for the time. I mean, they're, you know, two 30s-ish men living with their parents um, and continued to remain isolated from the outside world. So their dad died in 1940. Um, the details are kind of iffy here, but it's speculated as heart failure due to his alcoholism. So Ed and Henry began doing odd jobs around town to support themselves and their mom. Ed started babysitting, which will be super weird when we get into... Which, you know, hindsight. Yes. It would suck to be that kid. They're like, that was my yeah, babysitter. Ed Gein was my nanny, weird. you know? <laughs> but Henry seemed a little more well-adjusted than Ed. He wasn't as fearful of the outside world as their mother wanted them to be, and he would even criticize their mom and her beliefs and... I don't think Ed took very kindly yeah, to that. Yeah, I don't think he was very happy about that. So then in the spring of 1944, 43-year-old Henry and 38-year-old Ed, still living with their mom, go out to this marshy area on the farm, and Henry disappears. Hmm. Just mysteriously just vanishes. Yeah, so Ed reports him missing, and, you know, of course the police are questioning him, and he doesn't know anything. Oh, but hey, his body might be over here, he says, as he leads them directly to the body of his brother. Yeah, he's like, well, you know, I guess if his body was here, which, I don't know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, I think it would be right here. Oh, 
Yeah. It's it's right here. What a coincidence. So, hmm, if I was my dead brother, where would I be? Oh, right here. Oh, but I don't know anything about this, officers. I had nothing to do. No clue. Nope. Don't know what happened. Um, so the police thought it was kind of weird, but, you know, wasn't a whole lot of investigation, apparently. Um, because the coroner said that he was asphyxiated by smoke. Um, but they were in an open, marshy area on their farm, so... Did you just have... doesn't really make much sense. I mean, did you just fall face first into the bonfire? Yeah. Which, I mean, I've almost done when I drank too much, but this seemed in the middle of the day. Yeah. like I don't know what's happening. I mean, his dad was an alcoholic, so, you know, Henry well, doing some day know. drinking, falls in the fire, you know, shit happens. But I feel Seems like... a little fishy. I don't think that's what happened here. Um, so, shortly after Henry's death, Augusta has a stroke... And so Ed begins taking care of her, like you do, um, including sleeping in her bed with her, like you usually don't do. Um, so that's a little bit odd, a little, a little too weird. intense. A little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, on its own, maybe it's okay, but I mean, you're what, 38? You're yes. wanting to sleep in the bed with your mom? I mean, kind of weird. Exactly. And, you know, again, hindsight, maybe it wouldn't be as creepy if we didn't know what comes next. So, unfortunately, in December of 1945, Augusta had a second stroke and died. So, now Ed closes off all the rooms in the house and preserves his mother's bedroom and parlor exactly as they were, which, that's not completely unusual. You know, maybe you just... I mean, it's kind of weird, but, you know, he did lose, like, all three members of his family, which obviously probably had no other friends since it was just on this farm, and within, like, five years. So, that does suck. And, I mean, he's in this big house alone. Maybe he's, like, just going to close it off. Yeah, leave it. Don't want to deal with People it. People do that. Don't want to look in there. Don't want to clean it. I'm just going to leave that be. But then he starts getting a little weirder. Um, so he got super into reading horror magazines, which it's not that weird. Okay. It's totally I mean, normal. We're a true crime podcast right here. So yes. But what we do not do, Courtney, is read specific accounts of Nazi medical experiments like Ed tended to do. That's just so specific. And I'm like, it's I mean, World War II probably, what, like, just ended. Yep. How are you getting a hold of these? Yeah. Like, are you just going to the library and, like, hey, hey, <laughs> Polly, I just, can I, can I get the Nazi experiments again? You know, those, can I just read over it again? I didn't, I didn't get all the information last time, you know, before I had to check it back in, so I just kind of need to recap. Very weird, very specific. I have a lot of questions. But. Yes. Um, So, in addition to studying these Nazi medical experiments, he also got super into human anatomy and really wanted to study the female body. So, clearly, his mom's warning of the evil female sex did not work for him. Yeah, I don't think think it worked. um, Or maybe it worked too well, as what comes next. Yes. Um, And what does come next, Courtney? Okay, so now we're going to take a little leap forward. You know, Ed's still being weird, still doing odd jobs, just kind of living his life so on november 16th in 1957 bernice warden who's the owner of a local hardware store she goes missing and so they are like where is she and her son is the sheriff so Mm. obviously he's gonna be a little bit more invested into where's my mom they look at the receipts and they're like huh last thing she sold was half a gallon of antifreeze Mm. not too weird but you know, her son's like, hey, I was just in there. And, you know, Ed was saying he needed some. So maybe I should start there. Just see. Yeah, maybe. Probably last person to see her, you know. Maybe he saw we'll, something. We'll try to investigate it. You know, maybe. So they went to pay him a visit. And he wasn't home. So they just started 
looking around. And what they found was really, truly horrifying. I've seen what pictures. What did they find, Courtney? It's horrible. <laughs> so they did find poor Miss Bernice Warden. Um, she was dead. I think we did read somewhere that she was shot. So she was dead yes. before anything happened. Um, and she had been decapitated and disemboweled. Hmm. Um, she was slit from her crotch to her throat. Ugh. They found her heart in a plastic bag. It's not her where you entrails. Want it. No, you want it in your body. Yes. Keep it. People keep people's hearts in their body. <laughs> Please. When you murder someone, you don't have to disembowel them. You just don't. Just don't murder someone. That's a good start. It's a good start. But if you're going to, leave the heart in. And so then her entrails were also wrapped in newspaper. Um. And so they're like, this is kind of weird. And they start looking around. They're like, this lampshade in this chair looks a little off. Oh, it's um, it's upholstered with human skin. It's skin. It's skin. And I saw a picture and I showed it to Jacqueline. Because yep. I was like, you got to see it. If I saw it, you got to see it. If you want to see it, we're not going to post it like, nope. on Instagram. Nope, nope. Don't want to force anyone to see that. But if you do type Ed Gein into your search bar, it's like the second article that comes up. You can find it. Use your discretion. You, you, you decide. Yep. We're so, not going to decide that for you. No. No, we're not. So they also had, there were like bowls of like sawed off skulls, shoebox filled with female genitals, um, human lips dangling from the window shade. And also he had made a belt of nipples. A belt of nipples. Just let that sink in. A belt of, a nipple belt. It's, it's a nipple belt. Like how... How? <laughs> I don't want to know how. I didn't see a picture of that. Oh, I don't want to see. I don't do want not, to see a picture of that. Do not email me. Do not text me a picture of that. Do not do it. We don't want to see it. Don't want to see it. So then eventually they did find Bernice's head in a burlap bag. It was confirmed her. Um, but they also found another victim, Mary Hogan. She was a local tavern owner and she'd been missing since 1954. But look at all these awesome ladies owning their own businesses in the 1950s. Owning their own business in the 1950s. They and then they get murdered. Getting it. And then they get murdered. Thanks, by Ed. Ed Gein. By someone named Ed Gein. Like that name? Ugh. Anyway. So they also found um, it was a woman's suit and he admitted he'd just wear it around the house. Just throw it on yeah that's totally normal ed it's not normal it's not normal do mm-hmm. not do it no please just don't you don't need a woman suit don't wear a nipple belt don't no. don't have a shoebox of genitals don't just don't do any of it please yeah. so they found at least 10 other bodies and um he did say bernice and mary both reminded him of his mom and that's why he targeted them. Mm-hmm. He claims the rest of the body parts were just from digging up in local graves. Yeah, because that's with that also you normal, Ed. You just dig up yeah. graves. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's just, let's not. Let's not. So, now, and Ed, he's getting all high and mighty here. Mm-hmm. And he's he's trying to bring out some morals and say, you know, I never had sex with those bodies. I never ate them. Okay. But you got but a But he had a belt. nipple belt. A nipple belt. You have a nipple belt. I don't care. But you he didn't, didn't eat them or have sex with them. He didn't eat them or have sex with them, he You says. cut their nipples off and made it into a belt. That's weird, Ed. That but is he's weird. on his moral high ground that he didn't have sex with them or eat them. That's just, 
Just and know. So there's not a whole lot of details about, you know, the exact conversations, but I want to know, did the police ask him this or did he just volunteer? Well, hey, I didn't have sex with them or eat them. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean maybe because I think he did, like, he did confess. He was like, yeah, I did it. Uh, but I didn't need him. So maybe it was like that where he was trying to make himself seem less bad. Like, I'm not a bad person. I didn't need him. I just made a nipple belt. <laughs> I mean, sorry, I can't get over the nipple belt. Yes, and that is in our notes. Courtney puts in all caps, but he had a nipple belt. He had a nipple belt. Just don't forget that, okay? If you ever start feeling sad for Ed Gein, which I don't know why you would, but if you ever feel sad for him, just think nipple belt. Yes. Okay. So, so they finally, you know, during the investigations, he never showed any remorse. Um, and he even said, you know, when I was, you know, cutting up Bernice's body, I would just stop and go work on my car. Yeah, just take a little break. Just, you know, just take a break. It's hard it's physical a little tiring. Labor. Yeah. So clearly he just did not feel bad about it. So they finally decided he was mentally unfit to stand trial. And they committed him to a state hospital for the criminally insane. Um, they did put the farmhouse up for sale. But before it could sell, it burnt to the ground. And the firefighters, the firefighters showed up and they're like, oh, it's too late to extinguish. I guess it's going to burn to the ground. Whoops. And they're like, hmm, clearly it's arson, but oh, well, we're not going to do anything about it. So nobody was charged. Just Maybe they it. were like, this is best. You know, all the horror that happened. Don't let anyone live there. Just burn it. Yep. Get it over with. Um, so a decade after his arrest, he was finally deemed fit for trial. And I didn't know this was a thing. But then we were talking about it. Yep. And I had it I had it confused. So we did some further research just to make sure that we're on the right page and got all our facts in order because we're going to try really hard to make this very fact-based. So please let us know if we ever get anything wrong. Um, but the difference here, so essentially you can be found unfit for trial and be in a mental institution until you are fit for trial and then you go through the trial like normal. Um, but what can also happen is that you can go through a trial and be found not guilty by reason of mental disease or defect, in which case you may be sentenced for a specific amount of time to a mental institution. So hopefully that kind of clears up the confusion between yeah. being deemed fit for trial and being found not guilty by re reason of mental insanity. So, yeah, so it is different. If you were a little confused, me too. We figured it out. Hopefully you understand. If you don't, email us. Let us know. We'd love to or Google write an it. essay. Either on. one. Google's yeah. probably better. But we like to answer questions too. Yeah, yeah. We want to talk to you guys. We want to be friends. Let's be friends. Yes. So, okay. In November 1968, Ed Gein was officially found guilty of uh, first degree murder in the death of Bernice Warden. Um, he was also judged to be legally insane during the murders. And so he returned to that state psychiatric institute. Yep. Um, he remained there until he died from cancer in 1984, and he was 77, and his doctors later said that he was an ideal patient. He was never violent, always cooperative, never caused any trouble, but, I mean, do with that what you will. Yes. I mean, I guess he was good in prison, at least. I don't well, know. A mental institute. It wasn't exactly prison, but, True. you know, same okay. thing. Well, he was probably away from the evil female temptresses, so I'm sure that helped a lot. That helped him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, and this is how everyone really knows Ed Gein. Um, 
because he attracted a lot of attention in the entertainment industry. You know, this was before, like, serial killer 70s, is what I like to call it, you know, 70s and 80s, where <laughs> everyone just started killing time. Prime but this is, this is the 40s and 50s, and this shit doesn't like, happen is, then. It's way before then. Yeah. So the entertainment industry ate that up. Yep. They were like, yes, this But they didn't need the, the nipple belt. <laughs> Oh, anyway, <laughs> let's hope they did not eat the nipple belts. So, <laughs> in 1959, Robert Block published Psycho, and the following year, Alfred Hitchcock turned it into a movie, mm-hmm. which was and is still super highly successful. It's yep. amazing. It's so good. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. Um, come back. Tell us how awesome it is. We know. And um, it also, like, Psycho's inspired so many like so many references in movies of the Absolutely. Bates Motel yeah. I mean it's it's ongoing it's never gonna never gonna end but um then in 1974 Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out um with the killer cannibal Leatherface and he would wear a mask of human flesh while he's ch- chasing everyone around Lovely. so that was inspired by Ed Gein um also great movie go watch it and now probably the best movie of the three that's my opinion. Yes. Not a fact. Um, Silence of the Lambs. Amazing movie. Uh, Buffalo Bill. Inspired directly by Ed Gein. This is almost like the most specific to me. Like Ed Gein example inspired. So specific. So, you know, Buffalo Bill, he kills women. You know, he's always like, you size 14. Um, <laughs> sorry, love that movie. Um, so they have to be, I guess, size 14. And yeah. he kidnaps them. Um, and he wants to make a bodysuit because he wants to walk around with some some women's skin on. Yeah, that, I mean, you know, he just wants to wear a woman's skin. But can we talk yeah. about this amazing scene in this movie that is wonderful and that I did not see until two weeks ago um, for some reason. And so I've I finally watched it and this amazing scene where you just see him putting on his lipstick mm-hmm. and he's wearing his scalp flesh hair and he's like Ugh. would you fuck me uh-huh i'd fuck me and then he's slowly backing he's away like dancing i know and- you can't see my moves because this is a podcast but i'm dancing like he dances and he's got the music playing and then it's just the full image of his entire naked self and it is the most chilling scene of any movie and it was so so well done by the directors cameramen i don't know who does what exactly in a movie production but those people fucking nailed it is yeah it was amazing so good so creepy such the whole movie so much so good um love it but ed gein sucks so don't ed gein sucks don't don't glamorize him let's not do that no so there's another one, and this one got me into a little hot water in my relationship. Um, so I have not seen American Horror Story. I'm watching it now. Don't yell at me. I have not seen um, it. Kevin's watched, like, the first three episodes. It's pretty good. You should watch it. Well, I have it's spoilers now, so. Oh, it's only one season. Each season's different. So um, so this is Asylum, second season. And um, so Dr. Oliver Threadson is based off Ed Gein, and it's it's obvious once it happens but he's supposed to be like a good guy through the first like few episodes and, and courtney then, ruined like, revealed. it i knew and so um i always guess like the ending of movies ending of tv shows kevin gets so mad and 
the first season of American Horror Story, it did take me off guard. Like, I didn't guess everything. So, he was super excited to see this one. Like, I think it's one of his favorites. And I was like, well, I know that Dr. Threadson is bloody face. I think that's his name, but I was like, I know. And he was like, really? Because he hates spoilers. He hates it. Um, But yeah, so he's based off, and he does have, like, the bowl of a skull, like, the lampshade with the skin, the deep mommy issues. It's obvious. So that is also... uh, There's a bunch of other, like, um, influences as well in the entertainment industry. We're not listing them all. Um, If you know any great ones that we didn't mention, just... Write it on our uh, Instagram post. Email it to us. Yes. Um, let us know for sure. We would love to hear your your input. and Your input, definitely. Your theories. I don't know. Whatever you want. So, Ed Gein, um, he was buried with his parents. Um, and his grave, and this does come off of, uh, just going to preface this, it comes off Wikipedia. It is referenced in a book, but the book was, like, not accessible to me, and I wasn't gonna pay like 30 bucks for what? our little no. baby f- pilot episode making sure this was true okay so take it with a grain of salt courtney you're not gonna spend 30 dollars on your baby okay no i'm not sorry <laughs> i already bought a mic okay <laughs> so and i had to buy a new laptop because my old one was bad that's true you did buy a new laptop <laughs> so so i think i did my work but this is just take it with a grain of salt. It is from a book. It's quoted from a book in Wikipedia. So Wikipedia can be okay sometimes. Um, but yeah, so it looks like his grave kept being vandalized by people wanting to take souvenirs, which please do not do that. It's weird. You don't need a chunk of his gravestone. No, no, you don't need you to. You don't need it. What, we don't need to um, glamorize and memorialize these murderers. Um, so yeah, it's we super, don't need to do that. It's super interesting to talk about and to think about and what makes these people like this and like and why do their brains work this way like what yes. happened to them as kids what happened you know throughout their life that just caused them to do this you know like we are why? super intrigued by it but we are not glamorizing them so let's no do let's not, just not do this don't take a piece of his headstone nope um well you can't because it was eventually stolen in 2000 so just just the headstone or like his body I'm pretty sure just the headstone. Okay. That's from better. From my Wikipedia entry. Yes. Just look like that. Well, because he is still buried there. Um, okay. So the headstone was found in Seattle. And it was put in storage by police department. And they're like, we're just going to leave this here. We're not going to. We're just yeah, going to leave it. I don't blame them. So his grave is now unmarked. But um, it's pretty obvious where he is because he's buried between his parents and his brother. Um, so do with that what you will. And um, just want to take a second. Also. So his victims, don't forget their names. It was Bernice Warden and Mary Hogan. We don't know the names of the bodies he digged up, but, you know, they're also very important. Yes. Just remember those names. Don't just remember Ed Gein and Buffalo Bill and all them. Like, remember the victims because that's important. Yes, we're here to tell their stories. And unfortunately, because this happened quite a few years ago there's not as much information available about the victims as we would like there to be um so in future episodes we will give more information about the victims and their lives as we can um but again with this episode because it happened in a time frame that it did we don't really have much more information about them as victims but we do want to make sure that we are remembering them um again and not just 
remembering the horrible person who took their lives. But they did seem like some badass women opening right? their own stores in the 1950s. You know, they were just trying to live their life, do the best they could, provide for their families, provide for themselves. I mean, a hardware store and a tavern, you know, you need hammers and you need You beer. go, ladies. You go, You ladies. go, ladies. You know, and so just remember them. Let's, you know. Yes. Don't forget them. All right. So at the end of every episode, we want to just kind of have a, you know. Like a, what, what, what good happened? Yeah, a little. What's good? What's a little pick me up? A little. Jacqueline does. Jacqueline doesn't like that. But no. What's <laughs> good? You know. Where? Let us know if you have a name for this segment because we need one apparently, yeah. and we'll just you, yeah. Call it something different each time. But what was good this week, Courtney? <laughs> All right. So this, this is my first. Um, my first, our first, my bad. Oh, episode. What's your podcast now? My bad. Okay. It's my podcast now. I'm taking over. Um, <laughs> taking your baby. <laughs> Taking my baby, not spending 30 bucks. Your baby, you won't even spend 30 bucks on? You know how much diapers are? (laughs) Um, It's going to poop all over the place. Oh, well. (laughs) I mean, this podcast will probably poop all over the place. (laughs) Probably, okay. Especially this first episode. It's going to get better, guys. Yeah, so um, if you know me, I'm a big cat person. Mm -hmm. So i got to talk about my two little... Fur babies. Yes. Oh, of I hate that. actually I hate that word. I don't know why I used it. But my little my little fur kittens. Yes. They're my little babies. So um I have Luna and she is five. Well she's gonna be six this year. Um so I got her when me and my boyfriend started dating. Like he had her before. Um took her a while. She hated me at first, but now we're best friends. <laughs> she came around. So she's you know, she's a little bit not older, but she's kind of an adult now. She's a little chubby. She just wants to sleep all the time. And I feel that. I'm like the same way. <laughs> um, but then we recently got a kitten. She'll oh. be one in May. She's she is a firecracker, let me tell you. So she keeps us on our toes. But her name is Nova. And she is really super sweet. She wants to be right up in your face all the time. She's on all the time she's very hyper i think i hear her scratching at the door right now um because she she just wants to be near me (laughs) you know she likes she likes to be near you and she loves to play and it's super fun like watching her like get bigger and grow like i can't believe how much how big she's gotten in a few months crazy Um, but yeah and then i guess i should also talk about kevin who's pretty awesome and made me a rum and coke before this episode oh and so nice helped me prep dinner so i don't have to think about it so He's pretty cool, too. So that's my what's good. So you know who I am. And you know that my little family, I guess. We're not married, but we're a little family. Yeah, close That's enough. good. Yeah. Still a little family. Um, well, my lovely husband, Andrew, did not make me a drink prior to this podcast. But he is kind of sort of trying to keep my animals quiet. And if you've heard... Yeah, your, your animals are a little louder than mine. Yes. I've heard some noises in the background. It was not going well. Um, so I have sitting across from me the most well-behaved, my almost eight-year-old cat, Kobe. Um, I as, cannot believe he's about to be eight. Yes. He, oh, my little baby boy. And he's just sitting here on the table, just, just minding his own business because he's just a sweetheart. Um, he's perfect. He is. He's a good boy. And I have my... Ooh, my my crazy one, uh, my Rosie, is almost <laughs> two. She will be two in May. And she is what we believe is a Catahoula Pointer mix. Um, she is Jacqueline in dog form. Yes. Uh, she has but, lots but of But Rosie doesn't have as many outlets. You know, no. she doesn't have the Instagram. She doesn't have the books. So she's very hyper. Are those my only <laughs> two hobbies? 
you have other hobbies, but. So, yeah. So, Rosie. You're running because Jacqueline ran a marathon last year. I did. I did. And Rosie would probably brag on you. run one if she could because she has she enough energy, would. too. Like, she physically could. I just would not let her go run 26.2 miles but physically she could because this dog has a ton of energy and she is the one Mm -hmm. that my husband is currently babysitting and trying to keep from making too much noise during this podcast because she would chase the cat or scratch the door or chase my other dog who is dolly who is a two to three-ish year old beagle that we just rescued a couple of months ago um and we have let her run around during this podcast so if you see any hear any little pitter-patter feet in the background it is probably her but she's chewing on her favorite chicken toy right now so she's pretty occupied um seems happy she's been pretty quiet she's been good she's she's a sweetheart and courtney gets to meet her here in a couple weeks when yes i'm so excited i haven't met her yet because we actually we don't live in the same city um i live in knoxville which is where we're both from yep I, I got stuck here. Just kidding. <laughs> but. Um, and I live in Richmond in Virginia. So we're, we're, we're making this podcast baby long distance. Um, but yeah. here in a couple of weeks, we get to see each other two weekends in a row. So Courtney's going to be do. coming here um, one weekend. And then I'm going to be going to Tennessee the next weekend. So we are super excited about that. So we might get to it's always fun. record yeah. an in-person podcast. That would be super awesome. So. Also, this is very, this just shows what kind of person I am. Did I say that my older cat's name was Luna? Yes. Did I say her name? Okay. Just wanted to check because I, I was going through it in my head and I was like, did I say Luna? Because that's going to be so rude. And do you have pets? Because if you have pets, we want to see them. We yes. want to hear their stories. Please. You can email us at caffeinatedcrimespod at gmail.com. Yep. Yeah. And so we're hoping that we're going to get this baby out every Tuesday. Yep. That's the um, plan. We wanted to treat you guys and hopefully you like us. So we're going to try to release the first three episodes today. So you can just start binging yep. like I like to do. Um, just go ahead and fall in love do... with us. So you look forward to hearing us in your ears every Tuesday. Yeah. A little spoilers coming up. We got um, a little Lacey Peterson. Yes. A little, little about her. That, that is intense. my inter. It's intense. It's my introduction to um, true crime. So we had to do is one of the first. Yep. Um, we have a little Virginia arsonists, which yeah. I hadn't heard of until Jacqueline told me. Um, super crazy so yeah, case. Super crazy. We're going to try to do some more like unknown cases. If you have a suggestion, again, email us, Instagram, caffeinatedcrimespod at gmail. Yep. Caffeinatedcrimespod at Instagram. If you're listening to this, you probably know us. So just text us. Yeah, just send us a text message. <laughs> send us a text message. We're not going to put our phone numbers out there. Uh, <laughs> but you probably have it but to all three of our friends who are listening just go ahead and tell us yep. hello what you good hear. morning <laughs> so uh yeah and if you have any suggestions just send them our way if you have any critiques send them our way if you're thinking about leaving a one star stop wait email us tell us what we did wrong we'll try to fix it we'll yeah. try to make you happy um we would love it if you star. guys yes please um rate and review us and subscribe on itunes because that's actually how we are going to get noticed more and be able to put out more content for you guys. So we would love if you would be able to do that. um, So we can try to kind of get our stuff more out there. So, and if you're thinking of giving a four, just bump it on up. Just go ahead to a five. This is a four and a half. Bump it on up to a five. Like, you know, when you go to the store and they're like, you want to round up your change and give it to charity. Yep. We're charity. (laughs) Please give us a five star. (laughs) (laughs) yes we're not we're not a legitimate like charity don't send us money we're not a 501c3 
if you send us money that was fancy that was impressive <laughs> she just guys that was real time she rattled that off <laughs> she didn't try she just boom she just knew it there i mean yeah so reach out to us let us know um we we haven't come up with our our fancy sign off phrase yet, so yeah, we don't have one like all the other fancy podcasts out there. We're pretty new. Pretty, we'll get there. It'll, it'll pretty young. To it's us. still a baby. It can't talk yet. Yeah, you know, it can't tell us what it wants. Exactly. It just cries. So we're just so we're just gonna cry at the end of every podcast. But I will say, go go have a cup of coffee. Yes, always or need. A cup you of can coffee. have decaf. You can have regular calf <laughs> um, but regular no. calf is better aunt gail i'm better. talking to you regular aunt calf gail? is better drink the regular so anyway go, go have a cup of coffee and don't murder anybody yep, just and don't murder come them. on back and listen next yeah. time thank you okay so thank you guys for listening we so appreciate you and we hope you listen to the next episode bye yes please bye